welcome to Particular Objects, the only show available on both sides of the Berlin Wall. I am your evil Soviet dictator, hell-bent on destroying capitalistic decadence, Anthony Moore. With me are two bourgeoisie pig dogs that inhabit the United States. Yes, hello. It is uh, it is me, the class trader that the DM saw take a hit from his inhaler just before he started talking and proceeded to do so anyway. Uh, the name's old C.W. Hills, and I am playing Kit Russell, junior <laughs> lawman. And you know what? The law doesn't recognize Berlin Walls, baby. That's true. Good you know, this you. might actually be this might actually be like the most accurate uh, title that I've given myself uh, so far in this Probably. game. Yeah, week that three, ends up. week three of coronavirus, guys. I want capitalism to die. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> try, try week eight, week three on calendar. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's whatever. It's it's three weeks of social distancing, and yeah. I don't want capitalism to exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm Nigel Collins. I play one Eddie Oddwards, aka Oddie. He likes to jump stuff and do cool tricks. It's true. And he's great at it. Thank you. He's also, you know what? He's the best damn little deputy a marshal could have. You know what? If he, like, being told that that makes me feel good, it would, he would jump over the moon hearing that from Kit. And And pull, like, a six stunt while he's doing it. Like a a Superman on the back making it look like the E.T. Like. And a gainer. Yeah. Like the old. And a half roast French toast. Yeah, half roast, Pac-Man cereal. Oh my god, the Ninte- the Nintendo cereal system. What? Dude, there was like the- like the eighties was like the king of of branded novelty cereals. Novelty yeah. cereals, Pac-Man cereal. Oh, there we go. Star yeah. Wars cereal. Mm-hmm. None oh, of yeah, them were ever clever. It was just insert name of product cereal. Almost all of them were terrible, like, like versions of cereals that yep. you've eaten before. Um, and you guys, welcome to the Peculiar Objects. Uh, this <laughs> well, is a show just waited, where well, hold we... your hold Hold your hosses just a damn second, Tony. Thank you. I'm going to do a little cross-promotion here mm-hmm. with a show that absolutely does not need our support. Uh, it's called The Empty Bowl. It's by one of the McElroys, I think, <gasps> Justin, and another dude who is apparently, like, a recognized industry expert on cereal. And they just talk about cereal for oh. 20 minutes at a time. They did a whole episode on the return of the post-monsters. Like, you know, your mm-hmm. your, uh, your Frankenberry and your Yummy Mummy mm-hmm. and your Fruit Brute. And why they have been <laughs> mysteriously absent from the cereal lineup in past years. So, if you care about cereal a lot, like I know many of you do, like your Uncle CW does, go ahead and check out uh, The Empty Bowl. It is extremely chill and meditative. It is, it is by explicit design, 20 minutes where all you have to do is sit there and think about cereal. Anyways, this is Peculiar Objects, guys. Uh, the goal of this show is to recreate every single 80s movie that you have ever known and loved as a child. Movies like Goonies. Brazil. <laughs> I've never seen that. Is it a good movie? Depends on Time the version. Ah, oh, there you go. Time Bandits. Yeah, that's right in that same Terry Gilliam vein. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. <laughs> that, I, I don't like that at all. Is that a real movie name? Yes! Yes, dude! Bro, you... It's real good. Does, okay, does, I mean, is, it is, 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 does, does Baron Munchausen, like, get off on faking other people's illnesses? 
Oh no no you're you're mistaken you're mistaken the nomenclature here pal Mun- Munchausen's disease and Munchausen by proxy are named for Baron Munchausen because he told tall tales oh, yeah. and uh and was a fabulist Yeah I just reheard that word because of John Oliver Really? Yeah, uh, it was uh, the last episode that just came out. Uh, uh, taking nice. on OAN, like on, and those guys are a bunch of douches. And like, apart on their website, they'll they'll use big words. It's like words of the day. And then, anyways, those guys are idiots. So uh, the first time I heard the word Munchausen by proxy was from the movie Yes Man, starring mm-hmm. yep. Jim Carrey and Zoe Deschanel. And then, yep. And then there's that effect. I forgot the name of it. Uh, where once you hear it once, then it just starts pe- uh, popping up and appearing everywhere. Um, number 23, yep. yeah. It's the, I was yeah. going to say, it's the 19 effect, yeah. I was going to ask you, though, do you care for Monty Python and specifically Monty Python cartoons? Like, the in-between the sketches? Not at all. Dope! They're, so they're really my like Gilliam. least favorite thing of of Monty Python in general. I know. I yeah, Terry Terry Gilliam's work is a lot like if if like the Python creative team, like the controls on that, just slipped off one night mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, and all the all the sense they would make was thrown out the window. There's like five really great Terry Gilliam films, and then everything else is like I have money and I'm gonna run off and do what I want, and it very much feels yep. that way. But it's a hell of a ride. I, like, I have no comment for that. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, uh, this show uh, uh, is created with the intention of recreating these kinds of movies. Uh, Uncle Buck. Casey and Nigel play uh, two uh, bike riding kids off yeah. to search sure. for trouble and you know find clues and solve mysteries. Um, in our last, <laughs> in our last episode, wait, Casey, do you have a, a recap for last episode, or do you want me to do it? Last time on the recap, we spent a lot of time getting into the movies. We spent a lot of time getting into the movies and a lot of time figuring out uh, what precisely it was we were there to do. Look, man, um, Audie, uh, yeah. I-, I believe Audie, to his credit, got his best ever score at Pac-Man. Yeah. Um, Without Kit even discovered. Kit, Kit actually probably didn't discover that he was asexual because he didn't feel bad about not res- he, he didn't feel bad about not responding to what Porky's was offering, which I think is fair. And uh, eventually, it did come to transpire that some youths were uh, conspiring uh, to meet up. I think in the woods, but there is something dire going down, and it is dire to the extent that one of the teens was like, "Nah, dog, I'm out. I don't want any part of this." And they were like, "You do not have a choice. Mm-hmm. You are doing this for the good of the town, etc." Also, there was a pretty cool flashback uh, about some kind of ritual taking place in the town one million ago yeah. or however long, 200. and it got overlaid mm-hmm. with some real cool spooky music. So whoever did that did his job really well. It was very nice. Awesome. I haven't listened to episode four yet, but that's a thing. Great. Uh, oh, some other funny. things. Some other things that we have. It was released like two days ago. Like I'm a busy man. No. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. It was like last Thursday, buddy. Man, you have no sense of time right now. You're like. You're just lost in your abyss. You're like you're slowly turning into Marlon Brando in that war movie. Platoon? Yeah. Oh, hey, no, that was Apocalypse Now. Island of Dr. Moreau. (laughs) I didn't say you're a white face. I said it was the war movie. (laughs) 
It was Kubrick. God. Uh, so one other thing in this recap that I really want to to uh, bring to your all attention is uh, Casey Please successfully uh, completed a check and then opened his big mouth and uh, ruined that check. Wait, I did? What yeah. did I do? So you, you successfully snuck down and started listening to the conversation oh, they right. were having and then announced uh, in a theater uh, that was pretty quiet, uh, there's my astrolabe. <laughs> well, yeah. I found my astrolabe. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I have another little spooky intro. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep these intros up. Oh, uh, they're fun. They are. No, the the audience has come to expect and demand them now. If you yeah. were to stop doing them, they would turn on us. Yeah, instantly. it would yeah. completely crumble our foundation. There is so little keeping them from eating us alive, dude. Don't let There's it so happen. There's so little from anybody keeping any eating anybody alive. With, yeah, I know. Do you want to take away what the second they have? everybody runs out of toilet paper and there's none in the stores, like all hell is going to break loose. You know, here's the thing about the toilet paper. This is a conversation nobody's happening and then nobody's nobody's having. Like, I know it's not ideal, but do y'all not have like washcloths and the ability to do laundry? I know it's. Gr- I'm not saying it's not gross. I'm just saying like toilet paper isn't a physical human necessity. Mm-hmm. Get a bidet. That's what my dad yeah. does. Yeah, get a bidet and enter what Kumail Nanjiani called the age of enlightenment. <laughs> How's that podcast, by the way? I haven't listened to any of their episodes yet. Their new one, I don't know, uh, listeners. For those of you who may not know, Kumail Nanjiani and his wife Emily V. Gordon, who is in her own right an accomplished psychiatrist and writer of books. Um, and started a new an Academy Award winning movie. That's no. true. Nominated uh, they, they Academy did Award nominated. She did write The Big Sick, um, which is really you. good, which I liked a lot. That's not the same as saying it's really good, but I liked it a lot. Um, anyway, they have started a new show um, because everyone is having a lot of trouble with social distancing and caring for people who are immunocompromised. And Emily V. Gordon has been immu- immunocompromised her entire adult life. Mm-hmm. So what everyone else is just now figuring out how to do is just life for them. So they started a new show called Staying Inside or Staying In with Emily and Kamail, uh, where they help you get through it and figure out ways uh, to make this experience not as normal as possible, to make it as, as little alienating as it can possibly be. Nice. So empty bowl. Yeah. Guys, if you're struggling with social yeah. distancing and not like adapting to being around your friends every single day, Start a podcast with them. It's one of the reasons yeah. why we started this network was Casey Hills Honestly. moved to Arizona and we got sad because we couldn't hang out with him every day. So yeah. we just you guys. I started you. to figure out a productive way to hang out with him every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And honestly, like we, we talked about this over on, um, uh, I forget how many shows I have, but like it's um, <laughs> it's when you when you have with Tony, it might have been on ours. I forget. But when you have something to do with your friends and it's productive when you're actually making something, then it feels like it's OK. It feels like you're not taking time away from, oh, I should be doing something more responsible or, oh, I should be making money. I fucking hate side hustle culture, by the way. All the people who are acting like you should be maximizing this time. Grind it, bro. Be, no. Shut the fuck up. This is a national emergency of completely unprecedented scale. It is okay to not be productive in this time. No, bro, if, bro if you got to use that anxiety. If, make those grapes find, into wine, bro. Find, find your own way no to pressure, be productive. No pressure, no diamonds, bro. Anything is productive if you're doing something. I've been it's making – I made pretzels yesterday. It's the most productive okay, well, day I've had delicious. in the last two weeks. I ate them all yes, in a day, but <laughs> – 
A whole mall? <laughs> I said I hate the mall. Tony, you can take the pretzels out of the mall. No. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Right, we're scrapping all this. 24 minutes down the drain. We're starting over from the beginning. <laughs> no, no. No, wait. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. I was. About fuck uh, uh, hustle culture. No, I was just going to say that if you are the kind of person um, like our pal Andrew Orsi um, has – if you're the kind of por- por- porpoise, if you're the kind of person <laughs> – for whom having something to do is what makes you feel better, um, then, yeah, start a podcast, start uh, start a YouTube thinger. I understand that is incredibly time-consuming and is mm. one of the reasons I don't want to be a part of any of it. Um, so this this is truly the people's medium, and the wealth of stories that's going to come out of this time is going to be fascinating, and I don't think any time in human history is going to be as well-documented as this, oh, both yeah. on the professional, like, academic levels and firsthand accounts like this shit right here. Yeah, man. You're being responsible, yeah. and you get to relax. And, like, I think we're yeah. so wound up and on the grind all the time that it is also kind of discerning. Yep. So it's it's cool to take a breath, you know, and you stretch know, your legs since, out. Since this is, uh, these episodes are actually being released live now, uh, mm-hmm. go onto our Twitter, the P.O. Box. Tell us what your... The underscore P.O. underscore box. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what your uh, social distancing coping strategies have been. Talk to yeah. us about it. Tell us your podcast ideas so we can steal it and make them our own. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, for my part, I I am very lucky enough to still be at work because I work in the medical field, and that means I have to go to work and be around people every day, which terrifies me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have the opposite problem, and it's not that, like, I mean, everybody's problems is everybody's problems, right? It's it's just a different thing. So, like, if, if you're not having trouble with isolation but you're but you're having trouble with being forced to go out and mingle with people even if you don't want to even if you'd much rather be working at home and you're furious that your employer has taken this long to get work from home procedures in place when it's really clearly a more effective and cost efficient model in the first place (laughs) uh then uh let us know you can vent your frustrations to us and we will provide a sympathetic ear probably pierced with uh like a shark's tooth or some other 80s symbol of virility and emotional maturity brought it back around to the 80s stone Full circle. Where are we? Bam! We're in Spencer's Folly. Uh, Goddamn professional right there. Members only jackets. <laughs> Is that Happy Gilmore? All right. So. Uh, do that. Do the spooky intro. I'm going to. Do it, buddy. Jesus Christ. Now I don't want to do it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pressure you. It's close to midnight in the town of Spencer's Folly. A teenage boy rummages around in his room pulling out boxes and digging deep within his closet. He pulls out a black hooded robe, stares at it before carefully placing it on his bed. He takes a deep breath and goes back into his closet. He digs around for a few minutes before gingerly pulling out a book and setting it on his bed, acting almost as if it were alive. The book is wrapped in leather and made from the skin of something that you have never seen before. Gold writing adorns the cover in a language unrecognizable. The boy stares at it with a look of disgust as if something dead sat on his bed. He sighs, puts his cloak on, grabs the book, and heads out the door. Alright, so, uh, the movie's over, guys. Um, You guys head outside uh, with your newfound knowledge of what is maybe happening tonight 
Okay. So remind me, do we have any idea of where these events will transpire? Uh, yeah, it's town and century, center, right? The center of town uh, is what we said. Right. Um, around midnight. You don't know what is happening okay. with it. You don't know what's going on from it. Um, right now, it's around 830 um, okay. at night. So you guys have a couple of hours before uh, you guys need to be back where you need to be. Because the other thing I'm worried about is it's a Thursday night. And mm-hmm. normally on Fridays is a test. So, like, I'm sure Audie has to kind of prepare for something. So, it's, it's you know, it's about being responsible and saving the town. But also, my education is important as well. But I don't want to necessarily pull it too is. much. It is. And I like to think that Audie just considers Kit not like a grown-up. Like, he doesn't think he's, a, he's an adult. But because he's something of an authority figure, he considers him knowledgeable on things. So, he'll be like, hey, Kit. What was the cause of the Civil War? All right, monsters. <laughs> oh, wow, monsters. Of course. <laughs> okay. So, uh, one so thing cool. I want to point out is neither of you guys know what this meeting is for. Mm-hmm. Like, Correct. when you say Adi wants to save the town, I don't think Adi necessarily knows that this is some... Protect, I mean. I, 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 I misspoke. I meant, like, he, he, like he, Kits has it to where we always have to be on patrol and always have to be aware so it's just a matter of like we're on a case right now and but i don't want my personal life getting in the way of you know right. my my professional life divinity you here i've been patrolling these streets for 17 months as determined by a die roll last episode mm. and this sounds like it's the biggest thing to go down in my time here we have a little bit of time to prepare is there anything that you think we should take care of before the events go down? Well, we'll swing by the station house and uh, and gear up. Is there anything you want to take care of? Uh, well, I, 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 hmm, I, I think we need to be prepared. We, I, I think definitely some flashlights and right, um, some some good old protection and maybe some snacks. Um, oh, of course. I mean, like snacks were essential. Don't get me wrong; the tab and the popcorn was delicious and all, but it's it's kind of it's like fair. Yeah, though. yeah. So yeah, absolutely. No, very little protein. Yeah, yeah. All right, no worries. Well, deputy, let's go gear up and prepare to save Spencer's folly. Awesome. Uh, so, Casey, describe yes, to me this station house. Okay. Well, first of all, we're gonna need a montage, obviously. <laughs> Even Rocky had a montage. Montage. It's true. So, like, it's the, it's all in Dutch angles. Mm-hmm. Not one of them is square. Not one of them is square on scene. It's always at an angle. But just like Kit, but it just like it zooms in on yeah. this smash this, cuts. Like, exactly, it's all smash cuts. Yeah, like the, there's this gorgeous old like uh like deep south plantation mansion house that has absolutely no business being here and just off to the side is like a tiny little cabin mm-hmm. uh that looks it looks like a shitty ramshackle shack it's mm-hmm. actually like a, a nice little like shed cabin sort of thing but uh compared to the house next to it it's, it's nothing but like it it just it just frame the frame just starts on the house and then it just 
racks into the cabin and ki- <laughs> kicks the door open and busts in. And we see the, the cabinet with all my equipment in and just, like, reaches for it. Action open. And it zooms in on all the equipment. And we've got walkie-talkies. Right. We've got, we've got stealth snacks, mm-hmm. which are snacks that you can eat while being stealthy. They don't make the crunch. It's very soft breads and whatnot. They don't. Um, so... Audie, wait, wait, wait. Is this... Audie slams his folder down, pops it open, mm-hmm. checks through his Bam. calendar. It starts to study pretty thoroughly, but also makes it look like he's packing at the same time. Right. Action highlight. <laughs> Smash Dutch Note angles. cards. Uh, Casey, is this where you live, or is this just some other place? Not important. <laughs> Not important. <laughs> Go. Uh, More this... packing. Yes. Uh, this is the station house, and, uh, Kit and Audie are fairly close, but even Audie is not sure whether or not Kit actually lives here, or whether this is just a place he has permission to use, or, in fact, whether he actually has permission to use this place. Uh, there is, there is definitely a cot, uh, in the corner. Not, not like a, not like a shitty cot, but like, you know, like a little trundle bed kind of thing. Um... So, Kit clearly sleeps here, but Adi is not sure whether or not this is Kit's home. Is your dog here? Is, is, Kat, is Kat here? Well, he must be uh, completing his round of patrols just about three, two, now! When we turn to the door, the door busts open again, but from a paw this time. <laughs> and standing there is the most beautiful badass dog you have ever seen in your life and he looks exactly like you think he does so you're not going to tell me what you're not going to tell me what kind of dog it is then did you, you not hear what, kind what of you dog? just said he is, he is every and all dog he is all dogs to majestic, all majestic and so he will go to elegant heaven. rough yes yeah <laughs> maybe he's got like a little patch over one eye maybe yeah. he's got maybe he's maybe. got like a mane who knows it could be a bruise from a bar fight. You don't know. It could be any damn fool thing. The point is, he he is exactly what you're picturing right now. He is the best damn dog in the world. In the midst of this montage, another montage of us petting the dog. Belly rubs. Yeah. Ear scratches. Action petting. Ear action petting. Chin scratches. Action treats. Cute kisses. Action poop scooping. Good boys knowing they're good boys. Action tick and flea medication. <laughs> responsibility action pilling because he's got worms <laughs> action Audie washing his hands responsibly <laughs> action making sure he eats the bone that cleans their teeth because dog gentle hygiene is very important and is easily overlooked All right, tell me when you guys are done with the montage so we can move on action end of the montage <laughs> action right. continue of other montage oh okay. shit <laughs> 80s. Tony, where is it written? Where is it written in Torah or Quran that there cannot be a montage of montages? You you have me there, Casey. I, I don't. Where know. in the Bhagavad Gita is it prohibited? <laughs> okay, so you guys are at your place. You guys are getting ready to go. Around what time yeah. do you leave this area at? put on my stealth duster adjust my helmet there you go your stealth helmet mm-hmm. how long does it take to get to, to towny century from here half hour okay 
then I reckon we should be there at least 45 minutes before midnight. We should try to be there before anyone who's going to be there early would be there. Um, okay. Is there a phone nearby? Uh, yes, there like is the a place with phone. a phone. Uh, Adi needs to call his mom and check in. Uh, there is, in fact, a station phone. Don't worry about it. Is it is it an illegal blue box uh, station yes. phone? <laughs> yes, it's absolutely. Stealth. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a stealth blue box. Uh, and he calls his mom. Hello. Hi, mom. How's it going? Oh, you know, work was really tough. Uh, where are you right now? I'm over at Kit's right now. He's helping me with my homework. Hi, Mrs. Roberts. Oh, that's nice, honey. Hello, dear. So, um, I just want to let you know that uh, the lasagna is still uh, in the freezer if you wanted to pop it into oh. the oven for you. Oh, and no. um, I got you a, a little bit of French bread that I know you like. So, it's, uh, it's on Texas toast, but I just wanted you to know that. Oh, thank you, Adi. You spoil me. Wow. I love you, Mom. I love you, too. I'll be home in a bit. Okay, whatever. Kisses. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was going to be like, I was going to immediately like smash cut and be like, all right, let's fucking do this. But I don't want to like that off. I just the saddest phone call I've ever heard on a podcast ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we head out in time to arrive at the place 45 minutes before midnight. I wish there was an easier way to say that, but there isn't. Okay. Um, (laughs) It sounds like an early draft of an Alan Moore. You could say uh, we arrived there at 11.15. No, it's more dramatic this way. Or a quarter after 11. No, midnight's I more like, impending. I feel like saying we show up there 45 minutes before midnight is the most awkward way to say that sentence. Okay, okay, out of okay. All okay, of the okay, other okay, ways okay, to okay, say well, that sentence. Okay, we show up 45 minutes after 1030. <laughs> I hate you. I love it. I hate this. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Casey's final episode of uh, Peculiar Objects, everybody. Ding! The time. Is currently an hour and a half after 4.20. He's going to figure out a way to weasel that in every fucking episode. Yep. So we put on we put on Kat's uh, stealth bandana and uh, give him, like, a little bandolier of, of useful equipment. You know, uh, like the little bot, like the little, like police dogs have sometimes. Um so just just useful useful stuff, and like it's not full fledged police equipment, but it's definitely a it's definitely a grade above like what a kid should be able to get his hands on. Mm-hmm. Is Cat so like I imagine right now. I imagine that like Cat is big enough that you kind of wrap your leash around your your handlebars and let him start running, and he kind of propels your bike forward. Yeah, absolutely. I I will give that specific descriptor. Um, However, your picturing cat is completely accurate, but he is, in my heart and mind, uh, he is a big old floofin, a big old dog and foos, like my dearly departed Molly. I'll I'll post a picture so you guys can see how I picture cat. Okay. So uh, you guys head to town. Mm -hmm. Um, When you get around 
I don't know. However, however far back that you need to be, where you can still see into the center of town, but are still kind of unnoticeable, mm-hmm. you notice that there are already some people gathering around in the town center. Okay. Um, Crap. Deputy, we miscalculated. I don't know. I did pretty well on this assignment. I think I did. I think I'll be okay. Oh, oh, no. you meant about your math. Oh, no, yeah, you're yeah. going to be fine. Just re- just remember that any number multiplied by itself is always zero. Always zero. Uh, we look around. Is there a good vantage point that we see from our angle currently? Like, from where you're at, you'll be able to see into the town. You'll be able to kind of make out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you'll have no real way to uh, see what they're actually doing. You're too far back. From exactly okay. What do they look at? like? They're all, I mean, it's really hard to tell. Uh, it's dark outside. Uh, the streetlights are not really on in this area. Mm-hmm. And all of them are wearing black. Mm-hmm. So what you a kind of uniform... see is a bunch of, like, moving black blobs. Okay. You gross. can't you can't really detect whether they're wear, all wearing the same thing. Um, you're too, okay. you're still too far back. You know that there's people in the center of town because there is movement going on around the center of town. Okay. Okay. Uh, fair enough. And I, are they gathering around the, the statue of the, the tribute to the fallen? Yes. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. Dope. So good. It's very good. Okay. Um, can there be like a large, well, no, I'm, I'm asking you to directly circumvent what you're telling me. So never mind. I was going to ask if there was like a large rock nearby, um, that we could like sneak around and creep upon or something. I was gonna say you're not, not too sure far from the PO box, are we? Um, no, what? I can't imagine we we would be the or but no, is it close I mean, to the uh, four corners? No, we're t- we're you talking about check, the mysterious. You want to go box check your science? No. One more time. You want to go check your science? No, 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 no. I was just thinking of a a place to hide, but like I wasn't sure if it was close or not. That's okay. What's the mysterious PL box? I don't have that written down. Oh, it's it's the one where our, uh, my volcanic science is still happening. Oh, just so just yeah. uh, just okay. Yeah, you yeah, were, I got it. But it's yeah, you were that's not a, that is that is not a PL box. That is a mailbox. Mailbox. A PO sorry. box goes inside of a post office and is where people can collect their mail. Learning is fun. So, okay. uh, uh, yeah, the four corners is kind of near, like like like. Picture like I mean it's the town center like right. like pretty much the hubbub of everything you're doing in town, uh, for the most part is in this kind of squared off area. Um, okay. So you don't know how well good of a, a vantage point you're going to see the events from happening uh, near the four corners, but you do know that there is that mailbox there. Um, I also imagine this to be like like I mean this is kind of a small town near a foresty kind of place. Right. So I do imagine like in between buildings and Lana kind of dispersed behind the buildings is trees and foresty patches and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Maybe not necessarily the woods, maybe not necessarily a forest, uh, but it's not like clumped together. Like we imagine our kind of metropolitan cities to be, uh, I kind of picture South Park. Uh, I know mm-hmm. it's it's weird, but South Park is like empty spaces, trees, buildings, like all kind of dispersed around uh, the town. Okay. 
So utilizing those strategically placed patches of cover, uh, could we roll some kind of stealth or uh, see if we can make our way uh, near enough to hear what's going on? Okay. Yes, but here is the issue. Um, okay. The people, at least two people, three people uh, in this group are aware that you know what is going on mm-hmm. and are expecting you to show up. Mm. So you can, but you are going to be at a disadvantage uh, while we roll. While you're rolling. But I did switch into my stealth duster. Mm. Yeah, that's not a thing. This isn't D&D. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Okay, if I wear a brown a... duster... Okay, if I wear, like, a tan duster outside at nighttime, okay. I'm going to be more visible than if I'm wearing a black guess, duster. Guess what, Casey? You're literally the only person in this town that walks around in a duster. <laughs> <laughs> Damn my uncompromising sense of individual style. Remember, um, guys... <laughs> Uh, this this campaign is real life. Yeah. These are mm-hmm. real life right, stakes. Right. Uh, there's right, no right. such thing as a, a cloak of invisibility or no, plus two not. to sneaking because you're wearing a certain object. Uh, I would argue that if you wear camouflage in a forest. Bro. He's, he's got a light bulb. What's up? Then I know exactly what I'm going to do. Deputy? Yes, sir? I, I truly hoped that you would never ever have to see this but desperate times call for desperate measures and kit takes off his duster and hat okay okay that was a bigger moment than you assholes acted like this is like this is what are you wearing what are you wearing under your duster and 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 hat and now and now he looks like because here's the thing different person Here's the thing, Casey. Oh, what what is Kit's what is Kit's normal accoutrement? Does he wear sure. like I, I imagine? Uh, I know this is maybe a really really dated reference, and you guys may not have. Have you ever either of you read my uh, My Side of the Mountain in like of the course. sixth grade? So sure. I definitely feel like you're dressed like that kid is in most of that book series. <laughs> which you may not be wearing a coot. You may not be wearing like a cowboy hat. Right. Uh, you may not be wearing a duster, is... but I'm pretty sure you went wearing moccasins that you like created buckskin. yourself. <laughs> yeah. I have a falcon oh, yeah, on my shoulder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look like Davy Crockett no. without the without the What are you wearing? Kids normal attire. He's got his duster, he's got his hat, and underneath there's a uh, long-sleeved check shirt, you know, just like a button-up sort of sort of checked, uh, you know, it looks like flannel, but it's not flannel material, you know the kind I mean. Um, a brown vest, jeans, and boots. Now, because this is a nighttime-wise style stealth mission, Kit has worn sneakers for sneaking, which no one has ever seen him in, because he doesn't wear them to school, and has worn black jeans, no vest, and a dark t-shirt. Okay. I'm going to give this to you. But it's the Dr. Um, McNinja principle. Right. From now on though, like I'm going to need you to specify then what and how you're dressing up depending on where you're going. Okay? If you think I will not detail if i will not describe i'm not not doing this i'm not doing this to be facetious casey uh oh no like i said i'll always tell you what kit's wearing 
I, I have no. I'm one hundred percent not not being facetious. Like I, like I, if if you're going to use your, uh, what you're wearing, which and it's a completely reasonable thing, uh, right? To establish what your character is wearing and use that as a, uh, a way to get around it. I just need you right. to clarify. Well, what's what's Kit wearing right now, or what's Kit wearing? tomorrow that way in case you need to do that there's no feeling of okay. deus exing this situation right. magic backpacking right. deus ex deus ex clothina as it were <laughs> so like i have no problem with this i have no problem i think you've come up with a brilliant solution and i'm not really trying to say this as blah 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 i'm grumpy because right. you did this no i think you were really really great and this is a great way to to solve the problem that I established with you. But now that we have established that this is a method that you can solve it, I need you to be specific about how you're going to do this next time. Okay? Yeah, very good. Fair enough. Adi is wearing a yellow HR puff and stuff t-shirt. God. That's about right. Amazing. Uh, Adi, this is a very important question. You need to be as honest with me as possible. (laughs) Have you washed yourself... Yes. At all since earlier today. Yeah. Uh, during the montage, I washed my hands. Did you yeah. say you washed Action your hands during the montage? Yeah, yeah. That, that actually happened. Because like, I was thinking, like, what we're what wearing. And I'm like, oh, I'm still dirty and volcano-ish. And I was like, oh, wait, I washed my hands. So, like, <laughs> so like my arms are clean, but probably not my shirt. Okay. So it's just uh, H and puff is, can be seen. So, um... Okay, I'm going to say you're still a little disadvantaged um, because people know and are, are specifically looking for uh, you. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're right. not wearing a cloak, well, yeah, which, again, is like you, you don't stand out as much. So the disadvantage is not going to be as significant as it was if you were running around with your Kit Russell outfit. You're not wearing right. cloaks. Neither of you are wearing cloaks. Every right. As you get closer to the middle of the town, you realize every single person here is wearing the same kind of outfit. Hooded cloaks look like Gregorian monks or something like that. Like Okay. Uh, okay. With the trees, like, how close are they together? I know you said sparse, but, like, is it, like, are they touching each other or is it just kind of, like... Yeah, like, like, there's, like, clumps of, like, almost, like, mini, like, woods, backyards, areas. Um, so, Casey, what's going to happen is... They're not going to notice you because you're kit. They're going right. to notice you because you you are Don't not dressed like the way they're 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 doing it. Okay, that's the only way. Okay. They're going to be looking. They're going to be looking for the normal getup that you have. They're right. not going to really put two and two together that this person that's dressed in normal street clothes is different than the person. Yeah, that and that's the idea. For if it makes sense. Right. Um, okay, is there, like, because it's the center of town around the statue, is there, what's the closest building to that? Or is it kind of like a, like a Central Park thing where it's like, kind of like a... It's like a Central, like, like so imagine in the middle of the town mm-hmm. and then across the street are the buildings kind of in a square around it. Gosh, you know what would have been great? Did we, we didn't pack radios, did we? Like, we don't, I don't remember that. We did pack walkie-talkies, walkie-talkies. I specifically Bro! mentioned walkie-talkies. Okay, dude, we'll we'll set up. How's the battery life? Oh, the batteries are fresh every time, my friend. My guy. 
But th- so should we split up because that does endanger oh, us further? But it also nay 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 nay. I Adi has a better idea. What's up? So before you guys start making your plan, I want you guys to do your first like stealth sneak check uh, to get okay. to the place you are. Okay, what are we using then? Okay, what are we rolling? Um, what do you guys have? I'm going to probably f- say brains. Um, okay. Okay. What else do you have? What else is there? Uh, in this scenario, there's no like survival. No, well, there really isn't. Brawn. I mean, there's there's grit, charm. Brawn would be good for running really fast and like diving behind a tree and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I feel like brains is the way to go. And and yeah. Kit actually does have. And it's this. This is something Nigel came up with. Kit does have quick and quiet. That's as a, true. As a descriptor. Though I am your loud uh, sidekick, so I got well, like a. Yeah, I don't got cans on me, but like, okay. I got eight. So then I'm gonna have I'm gonna have both of you guys. I'm gonna have both of you guys roll. Uh, Casey, you are rolling with no disadvantage because you are quick and quiet. Uh, um, Adi, since you cleaned yourself up, I'm gonna give you a minus one uh, to your first stealth check. Was it a minus one? Yeah. What is your guys's um, dice. What I got dice eight, you guys rolling? eight for brains for Adi. I'm I've got ten for brains. Right, you guys are far. You guys are far enough away that you guys well, need actually, to. Uh, well, wait a minute. Why, do, why don't we try? Why don't we try flight instead of brains? Because that's that's fastness and running, jumping, climbing trees. Adi is not a quick kid. He's like he's that's a six fair. when it comes Never to mind. flight. Brains, it is okay. So we're being so, careful. We're being uh, careful. Yeah. Uh, as you guys get closer to what what the area that's happening, uh, the number is going to increase. But for now, I need sure. you guys to beat the number three for me. Okay. So and so we're rolling brains. Rolling yeah. brains. Okay. Sweet. That's a seven. That's a six. Cool. Uh, so remember, Nigel, you have a minus one. So whatever you that's roll, that's a five. It's a five. Still beat it take that running okay so um <laughs> you guys you guys had your first uh kind of vantage point that you wanted to stop at and that was going to be the four corners uh the mailbox in front of the four corners uh it's like like in the square of this town like it's kind of like the the, this town center it's like the furthest away it's at a corner because it is one of the four corners mm-hmm. of the of the nice. town so mm-hmm. so you can kind of see what's happening inside you this is where you kind of see that they're all wearing their their black cloaks you see them all gathering you see a bunch of people like uh stacking uh, wood pallets on top of each other um in the middle um they're all kind of talking Nobody is really, uh, nobody really sees you. You do notice, uh, in like every like 40 feet, 50 feet, almost in like a square around, you see just kind of people standing facing the front of town, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, not paying attention. Uh, Casey, you deduce that these guys are the ones who are. Security, they're the ones who are keeping watch. They're the ones who okay. are looking out for you. Oh, uh, I need Cat to roll for Stealth 2. Oh, sure. Um, 
well, let's let's talk about let's stats. talk about let's you didn't you didn't make I thought you made stats for for cat I did not make stats for cat I can I can do so presently I assume he gets the the standard array yeah um don't oh, worry about right, it now right. no um, I can just do it real quick we'll it won't say... take but a moment it's fine cat kind of pertains to my idea too so fight brains charm grit brawn flight so here's the thing Tony all of cat's uh stats are rolled with 20s because he's the best dog and that's hey, not that's me that's right here on the character sheet best dog yeah. Facts are facts, man. That's his yeah, archetype. That's, case, that's his trope. He's got to roll 25s <laughs> for everything well, he is mm. doing. He's mm. got advantage because well, he's such um, a good boy. So, Casey, without spoiling yes, anything, um, I need to know if our interpretation of Cat has remained the same since we first talked about this. Yes, it has. Okay. So, I'm going to... Uh, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, instead of having you roll this out, I'm going to tell you what is happening in this situation and what you need to roll for him. Okay? Very good. Uh, and if you can maybe make a character sheet for him next week, uh, that will make will things do. easier. Um, but for now, uh... It's just I a piece of paper that says best dog. <laughs> um, yeah. I need you to roll, uh... I need you to roll a four with a d12. Okay. That is a six. Boom. Cool. So all of you guys successfully sneak uh, and are kind of bustled up. It's not just one singular mailbox. There's almost like three or four different mailboxes here. One for like UPS, one for FedEx, one for like overnight shipping, one parcel. for all that stuff. So there's there's enough of an area for you guys to um, hide in. Also, there is a giant mound of clay on top of these uh, mailboxes making it Convenient. easier for you to hide behind. Mm -hmm. Science saves uh, the day once again, Adi. Day one's a success. Uh, do you check your science to see if there are any updates? Any Absolutely. Progress? Has the science progressed? Yes. This is very important stuff. Uh, under what was what did you write under under? Uh, okay, I this wrote, isn't science. I do not touch is science, and somebody else wrote this is not science, and I, thought, I was affronted and outraged. I, I remember being did you warning, say anything? science. Did, is that what did you put anything in response to uh this is not science i know i think i just i think i just smoothed it out mm -hmm. uh casey you notice yes, in your own writing uh <laughs> the words i know who you really are Ooh. is it only okay is it only kit that's seeing this by the way no you see it too okay good and the, the writing is almost perfectly exactly the way it is. Does Adi recognize Kit's handwriting? Uh, How far in the graphology uh, yeah, lessons? Okay, I don't know if he ne necessarily recognizes that it's your handwriting, but like directly under where it says, uh, do not touch science, the words are written in the exact same script that you are being, you are writing it. So it looks like the person who wrote it at the top wrote it at the bottom. I don't know if 
if uh, Adi seems like a smart enough kid to recognize that you were the person who wrote this at the top, mm-hmm. so it matches what you wrote, if that makes sense. I jot it down. Uh, I don't like that notebook. one bit. Mm-hmm. Hey, weird cult guys. Do you know what happened here? No. <laughs> no. Deuterocanonical. Don't you okay. even lean into Casey, your mic. Casey, you know what? You know, Casey, you know what you invented in our mm-hmm. D&D games? It's something called 321 canon. So uh-huh. I don't care when hey, you make no. up this word, deuterocanonical, which is the first time I've ever fucking heard this word in my life, <laughs> is you using this to say that you're saying things out of out of canon. I get it. Okay. But... Lightly, you don't sir. want me to three two one cannon your ass. See, here's the thing, Tony. You can three two one cannon my ass all you want. You just have to get it out of your mouth before I say no. That's not what I say. <laughs> it's another little game we play while we're playing this game. <laughs> but Tony, if it if it pleases you, I will uh, I will hold up one of my one of my little guys here. I'll hold up either my fantastic Mister Fox or my wharf son of Moog, and I'll hold him up while I say stuff, and that way you can know that I'm not being serious, that I'm being a joke-style man. No, because the problem is that this is not a visual podcast. So for the <laughs> listeners, they will not well, know that you are holding up Mr. Wharf or the, Mr. Fox. The, listener, oh, I like that. the listeners <laughs> should know that I am actually 100% serious yeah. at all times. That was very <laughs> impressive to see Three, that. Three, two, one, cannon. <laughs> Did he check I'm guzzled. <laughs> oh, checkmate. Oh. Damn it, because I was going to be like, you have to hold it up and say the name out loud to be like, not canon. So you have to be oh, like, Mr. Frig. Fox. But like, bro. So, so like, I, I'm fine with you making your good goofs that you do. Just know that, <laughs> that sometimes I'm going to hold you to it like last week. I mean, last week you okay. didn't realize that your announcement that, oh, there's your astrolabe was going to have dire consequences. <laughs> I had found but... my astrolabe. What consequences could be more dire than misplacing your astrolabe in a uh, cinema? May I throw um, a, an incentive towards it, Please. Anthony? If, uh, can he get, uh, if, if this happens and it stumbles into the storyline, can he then technically get a failure point towards it? Absolutely. Every, I can do that. Yeah. Sweet. Every time my, my own innate God-given nature is used against me. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. I actually really do like the 3-2-1 cannon rule. Like, if, if I can say just joking before you say 3-2-1 cannon, then I get away with it. It's like when Dr. McNinja gets home and calls base after he's committed a crime, and that way they're not allowed to persecute him or prosecute him. <laughs> okay. So... In any event, I do not actually ask the cult guys if they know what's up with the weird time clay. Okay. So, um... Fuck, I should have been timing this. Now, buddy. Okay. The blade cuts both um, ways. We're, oh, shit. We're saying, we're saying <laughs> this took uh, ten minutes. You guys have thirty-four minutes before right. things begin. Um, okay. Okay. So, Tony. I... Yeah, I would like to establish something. First of all, Kit is conversant, not fluent, but is conversant in American Sign Language and has taught Cat commands in ASL, which is a yeah, very I, real the, thing that I have done um, with my dog. So, Casey, uh, yes, this sir. is a little, this is a little back, and I'm going to pause the time for you guys uh, for mm. this. This. Oh, part. how kind. Um, uh, 
when you got Cat and when you started teaching him sign language, you were really surprised at how extremely quickly he picked up on it. Like, like, I like, think, I think all dogs quickly. might be deaf. Uh, what I imagine okay. is at one point you just just fucking around decided to uh, sign at him to sit. I don't know what the mm-hmm. sign for sit is. Uh, you did it once and he sat. Okay, well, no, that wouldn't have worked because if I did it once, that's the sign for chair. Would he have gone and gotten me the chair? Mm-hmm. Well, what's the sign for sit? It's it's twice. Twice is the verb. Once is the noun. No, but I mean, like you did the the whatever you needed to do. The the sign for the complete word. I know. The signs for I'm, the I'm just fucking word. with you, Tony. Yes. Uh, he he sat almost immediately, and you did that for so, a lot of different signs for him, and he just mm-hmm. picked up on them right away. Tax return, okay. juggle. I yeah, guess. and I like to think I like to think what it was is that during their training. Uh, Kit was like, this could be useful. I'm going to teach my my deputy dog here a small handful of signs. And because it worked so seamlessly and easily, that's actually what inspired Kit to actually study the language and not just, like, learn, you know, a handful of signs. But that is is what drove him to become conversant and fluent. So, yeah, Yeah. and I definitely, like, I would have no doubts even before we even started this campaign that – Kit knows. If you told me Kit knows ASL, I'm like, of course Kit knows ASL. That's not, that is not a stretch of logic for me, uh, especially with the kind of characters you play. So when Kit, when Kit is issuing uh, orders to Cat, he is doing so via sign. Mm -hmm. All right. What did you tell Cat to do? Uh, Mostly follow us. Because, like, here's the thing. I could I could tell him, go hide just yonder, and he could probably do it pretty well, because dogs are pretty mm-hmm. stealthy. But, like, he can't, like, he's only got the, t- he can't, like, you know, that's like, I mean, we, that's, we, we can't work out a system for him to respond. So there's really no way for him to relay information back to me. So just I just like, have him uh, stick stick with us, I guess. Like a resoundful nod. Just like. Exactly. <laughs> um. So you guys notice uh, a little ways down the street is like uh, a restaurant and like a dark alley with some dumpsters and stuff that might be a good place to kind of hide. You don't think that it's going to be a good place for you to hear and see what is happening uh, other than just kind of the moving around. But you do think it'll give you a better vantage point than where you're at right now. Hmm. Nigel, I've got an idea. I got an idea too. Tell me your idea. So, okay, we've established cat sign language can hide. Right. Stealthy. Uh, Adi would like to suggest that we we strap on a radio onto that bad boy or that good boy. Excuse me, misspoke. And have him sneak that good over. Bad boy. That good bad boy. And have him sneak over so we get an audio, and then we'll hide and get a visual. Very good. That is that is one hundred percent better than my plan. Yes, absolutely, we do that. So okay. we we have uh because so in in our go ahead. No, I was just saying because like you're fairly recognizable even though like you're not dressed how you normally are, and I am a child out close by midnight on a school night. So like right. that is my deduction. And then like and then there is an animal. 
Because okay, so we we can clip the um, first of all we have we have tape in in kits in cat's bandolier obviously, mm-hmm. so we're gonna tape down the button on the walkie-talkie. We're going to clip it to his collar and obscure it with the bandana that we have established he wears. Yes! Perfect. Fantastic. Um, how often do you go out with this dog, Casey? Like, how often are you out patrolling uh, with him? Never. No one knows what he looks like. Uh, no, that's <laughs> not true. Um, it, he He is a well-known hound. But you know what? Maybe I should give him a different bandana. No, because well, if we just do if we just do no bandana, then you're just gonna be able to see the walkie-talkie. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, it's in the shadows. Hmm. I mean. What if he? What if he eats the walkie-talkie? <laughs> <laughs> then you get to hear uh, the sounds of a dog digesting a walkie-talkie. So it's dark out. Um, I don't think that. Uh, hold on, give me a second. Sorry, it's dark out. I don't think that like he's a noticeable dog, but I don't think it's light out enough for them to really um, right. And I think uh, uh, I think he kind of looks like the strays, uh, the kind of yeah. like just random kind of dogs, the hounds, the butts, whatever you want to call them, that kind of yeah. roam around the town anyways there's not a whole lot of them i was gonna say really quick uh the the volcanoes has it hardened or is it still uh mushy malleable it's still mushy still it is yeah it's only been like a couple hours since you set it down i I just want to take um a little bit of it and kind of rub it around the bandana so it just makes him look dirtier than he is so he looks more like a yeah scrumble scrumble of his fur so it sticks up in patches and he looks all disheveled yeah yeah well and we take the bandolier off of course Oh, okay. I was just thinking, like, we can make the bandolier look more dirty, and then it won't make. The no, fur so I mean much, he's but... still gonna. I mean, a dog, a dog wearing a dirty backpack is still a dog wearing a backpack. So. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I want you to roll a uh, brains for me, Casey, uh, and I want you to hit a five uh, to success okay. to show me how successfully you make him look. Dirty. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, that is a four, but I do have one crunchy point right here, so I can spend that and make it a five, crunchy right? Point. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Crunchy okay. point. Yeah, he's 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 like nothing special. Like he. Wait a, a minute. I don't think dog. I got a crunchy point when I when I goozled the astrolabe thing last time. I don't think I realized that was a mechanical failure. <laughs> Do I still get a point it for that? It wasn't a mechanical failure. It was a failure of your own doing. <laughs> you, you passed. You passed. Okay, cool. You successfully did this and then opened your mouth. And, <laughs> and there's nothing I that, that I could have done to stop that. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's okay. Like, like it's passable. Uh, you guys got to realize right. that hitting it square on is like the minimum threshold you need to pass this. There's right. no, it's not the best job in the world. He looks like right. kind of a, uh, uh, almost uh, he's indecipherable at first glance from any of the other dogs. Right. He's not, he's not a starving Isle of Dogs dog. He just looks like a hobo mm-hmm. hound. Right, right. Uh, like on close inspection, if someone gets close to him, if someone pets him, uh, there is a, a chance that they will discover the walkie talkie attached to him, the kind of 
dog sure. he is. Whatever. Um, but for oh now, God, this dog's he, covered in clay. He is. Um, um, so you assign to him. Where do you want him to go? Uh, I want. Okay. So. I want him to go. Are, are they gathering around or near the statue? I I picture them as yeah, gathering the, the, the statue. statue. The, the, they they are like like the the main guy. Uh, right. They're, they're like setting up a podium right in front of the statue. The fire is uh, in front of them. There is a back part. Okay. Like it's almost going to be like a horseshoe shape around the front of the the statue. There is a back part. Right. Uh, that's facing a side of the town. You suspect that it's possible. Uh, that is a good place that he can kind of park himself and just kind of okay. curl up in a ball and look like he's new, uh, napping or snoozing. Uh, okay. And a lot of people won't um, kind of Very good. look Yeah, I was, was going to have him hide behind the, the statue if possible, but that's that's too conspicuous. You're absolutely right. Just uh, curling up dog, just leave it alone. Yeah, absolutely. No, behind we'll the that. statue. That's what I said. He's oh, behind the statue. Okay, behind very the good. statue. Very good. Okay. I was going to say, now, when, you, what I, when you're saying the podium – uh, is it just on the ground, or is there a platform? Okay, so what I what I imagine is mm-hmm. like it's it's hard, and I have to like like it's there's almost like a ledge or a lip. Uh, like there's like the statue in the middle, then there's like kind of a ledge uh, surrounding it. Um, like it's not a big podium; it's just a place for someone to stand. But you get the sense that they're going to be standing on top of of this this statue thing they have enough room mm-hmm. to stand there comfortably okay. with like a music stand or something gotcha. uh, in front of them. okay yeah, yeah. so th- okay that's perfect positioning for cat then cool 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 yeah okay so cat will do that and what i'd like to do Fauni, uh to give him a slight advantage if i could i don't find it an unreasonable idea that kit would be confiscating uh firecrackers from young whippersnappers all day long and uh, we have established that he has a Zippo upon his person. So I would really love yeah. to be able to just make no. a noisemaker. No. no. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I just thought it was going to try. You might success. You're going to successfully uh, get that uh, the, the dog to where he needs to be. But almost positive if there is any kind of disruption when only the people who know that they're supposed to be here is here right now. They're going to rabbit. it. Okay. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're not gonna rabbit. They're gonna hunt you down. They're gonna hound dog you. Oh God. They're going to find you because, like, that's a thing. Like, this. This is and this is out of canon. This is not something your characters know of. But as uh, us and our listeners know, this is something that has been happening in this town for at least ten years, if not Correct. longer than that. Twenty hundred years, I believe. Yep. So. Like, like any, anything that kind of throws disarray, they're going to pinpoint it on you 100%. Okay. Fair enough. So I will not try to cause an additional distraction then. So are you guys going to stay where you are or are you guys going to move closer? What do you think, Nigel? Uh, I want a good vantage point, but to where... Like, if we could somehow get on top of a building, or t- just to where it's an easy escape as well. But, I mean, that's... You you got, you got think no, that maybe that, that, that alley with the dumpsters might give you a good 
place to climb, but okay. you're not 100% sure. Um, so, yeah. We, should we check that out then? What are you guys rolling? Yeah, absolutely. Make it so. Okay. Uh, Casey. Casey. Um, what's your flight? Mine's is a six. Uh, my flight is a 12. Uh, I'm going to have you guys roll different things. Yeah, Casey, especially since you guys okay. have a clear plan, this is a planned action. You guys know what you're going to do. Uh, this really just uh, needs you, it requires you both to run as quietly and as quickly to uh, that section as you can. Right. Um, that sounds like uh, flight to me, honestly. That's not even me. That's just what trying I said. To, that's like, what I said. Flight. That's oh, what okay. I said. Sorry, I thought you said that's you were going to have, have us roll flight. different stats. Well, uh, okay, my bad. Well, okay. that's a thing. I'm half yours. Uh, Audis is a six. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, okay. Uh, well, Casey, you're going yes, to you're going to kind of signal to Audi that you're Audi doesn't know ASL. Uh, yeah, right. I'm gonna establish that we've right there. We've been trying. He is. We've learning. been trying to teach him, but it's hard because his hands always in a cast. Yeah. So so he like you <clears throat> kind of just make this gesture that you're going to run to mm-hmm. the dumpster and and have Audi stay there until you give him that the coast is clear. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, basics are easy, for sure. So, yeah. uh, Casey, you have a 12, right? I do. I, I need you to roll a 6 for me. Okay. Okay, well, that's a 1. Oh, <laughs> oh no. yes! Holy oh. shit. Okay. Do, so I get, do I get two crunchy tokens for that? Uh, no, you get one crunchy token, but I have to look and okay. see what's going to happen. I get one chocolate chip. Uh, bear with me, guys. You have a bear with you? <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> All right, I do. I second. do have a plan. I have an idea, but it depends on how badly Phony makes this go for me. <laughs> Hunt, and you're you're shooting for a what again? Was that a five? I was shooting for a six. Oh fuck! Okay, so it is minus five then. Yup. Fuck. Um, okay. I fucked up real bad. I fucked so, up real bad. So this, nice is, is, this is the fun, nice thing dude. is. All right, we're going this places. Is, this is this is not like, um, um, this is not like Dungeons and Dragons. Just because you roll a one doesn't mean that you have a critical failure. Right. right. Okay. Okay. So remember the way the point system works. Oh, it's about the is... it's about the point threshold. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So so we're going from uh, between ten and negative fifteen, depending on right. what you're supposed to roll and what happens. You so need a six. Five. You have a negative five. So negative five to negative nine is the failure is bad, but not a disaster. There will be some short-term consequences that might lead to some immediate difficulties, but nothing that the character can't handle if they focus on them. The character has tried to do or has been forced to do something beyond their capabilities, and yet, and not surprisingly, they failed. Ultimately, this is not that that you did something beyond your capabilities, but you bungled what you were supposed to do. So, uh, Kit, you fail to notice that one of your, because you usually do not wear sneakers... You nope, failed to notice that one of your your sneakers uh, shoes were laces were untied, so you like are are used to the sturdy kind of boots or whatever you're wearing. Clodhoppers. Um, 
you run halfway through, uh, pretty much right in front of the guy that's kind of standing guard and trip and <laughs> fall on your ass. Wow. Um, he he's fortunately enough he's like like he was kind of like spacing out he was looking to the side but he looks directly at you as you are getting yourself up and dusting yourself off and running to uh the dark alley do i have to continue to run to the dark alley where else do you want to go? Like, the problem is that is the closest place that you can think of that you can hide. Anything else, and you are going to uh, run the risk of, of going through a bunch of other people. Okay. Nigel, do you trust me? Yes. Go for it. Okay. I turn to him, and I say, Hey, sorry I'm late. This is my first time. I got lost coming here. Holy shit. <laughs> um Okay. Okay. So he's far too far away for you to say that yet. He's not coming towards you. He's looked at you. Are you going to oh. stand there? Now here's the thing. You have you have two options then. You can stand there, pick yourself up, and try to play it off. If you want to approach him, you can. Um just know that it's going to be harder for you to sell this and you're going to need a much higher role to approach this the way you're trying to approach it than it is to hide. It's up to you how you want to do this. Do well, wanna, hide like, is already, the, the hide is already goozled. Like I've been made. Not necessarily. Not, not entirely. Like, like the no. alley, the alley, you don't know what's in the alley. You don't know if there's like, uh, a fence that you can jump over. You don't know if there's a building right. you can climb up. You're still far enough away that you're going to get into that alley, and it's at a weird enough angle that he's not going to be able to see exactly what you're doing in that alley before he shows up to get you. All right, but my point is he knows someone is there, and that's that, that's as bad as, as throwing a firecracker or, you know, whooping mm-hmm. the, uh, the faux police siren on the bike. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is when he sees me, I'm going to so nonchalantly, like I've got all the time in the world. I'm just going to write myself and just be like, you know, when you fall and you, Ooh, and you land badly and you hurt your hands and you get some gravel and then, ah, God. And I turn and, uh, I start to very carefully do up my laces and I let him see me doing this because I'm not, I'm not in any hurry. Why would I be? Mm-hmm. And I finish doing up my laces. Okay, the rabbit goes. Oh, the ear goes. Th- okay, there we go. Very good. And then I stand up. I dust myself. And I, and I walk over. And I and I say, "Sorry, uh, sorry, I'm late. This is my first time here. Wasn't quite sure how to get here." Oh, we're doubling okay. down on this. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I gotta figure this out. Um, the thing is, you don't know who's behind that cloak. Is it a giant spider? Um, uh, depends. Did uh, <gasps> that spider uh, not know how basic gambling works? <laughs> I think everyone knows how basic gambling works, Tony. Nobody, okay. nobody who knows Except how gambling works would end up owing a giant spider five hundred dollars. Can we okay. say not canon? Not into this. Because for God's sakes, I do not want this to be a bunch of cloaked <laughs> giant spiders that we don't know we're okay, dealing that's with. That's fair. No, no, no. Okay. Um, uh, 
<laughs> so I'm trying to figure out because I I, I kind of want to leave this up to the the dice roll mm-hmm. uh, to see sure. how lucky you are. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm totally fine with that. Let's roll uh, them dice. Let's find out this conversation. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this. Like a verbal battle. Okay. Yeah. Casey, yes, we're gonna make the num- We're gonna make this uh, between one and ten. Okay. 10 being the highest, one being right. the lowest for you. Okay, that's You're going how to those roll numbers a D10. go. Ten. You're going to All roll right. a D10, depending on how high you get uh, the odds of someone who notices you, uh, <laughs> like, like. You know, you know Go what I mean. Up. So I'm essentially yeah. I'm rolling conspicuousness essentially, and the higher the more. Yeah, likely. there's there's no real thing. Like if you roll a ten, they're not going to know who you are. If you roll a one, oh okay, it's it's that douche that that called you out at at the movie theater. Yeah, he thought um, he thought he could fool us by by doffing his duster and putting some clay in his hair. We'll, like say, we'll say a five a five is going to be there's someone from a your school, pass. but they have like. Um, they don't really know like you recognize them and on like if they spent more than like five minutes thinking about it they could recognize you um, right okay. four or below can i add can i add my crunchy token no this is this is this not, is a die roll is, yes but this is a a a determination of what yeah. is going to happen okay. not fair a enough. a an ability <laughs> check not an effort of mine yeah yeah fair enough fair enough Okay, I'm gonna do it. I could just say, I could just be mean and say it's the dude from from your school. He knows sure. you, but I'm not going to what, do. Oh no, the it's, dude. it's what the dice say. Okay, though. it is what the dice say. Okay, come on, look, Green D10. I know you and me haven't spent a lot of time together. You were in my very first set of dice ever that came with that fourth edition starter set that I bought at Toys R Us, and I'm not gonna lie to you, Green D10. You're super confusing to me with your percentile die, buddy. Nobody, no two people seem to use percentile dice the same way. But you know what? You're only half of that, and it's not your fault. Right, let's let's, the let's other establish one, the ones... this. Let's establish this right now. Uh, is it a zero? <laughs> is it is it the percentiles of a double zero, or is right. it no a... no no? It's just this is just a one through ten. It's got a ten right on there, so we'll know yeah, we'll know okay. if it's a ten. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. Green these in. Come on. One. Come on, buddy. Okay, you can do it, my okay. good little gusher. Before, That's what you are. You're before good we finish gusher. this, and like I, I want you to really be a hundred percent sure that you want to do this. This is going hey, to be Nigel, a series. You're on the same dice. No, mine's is the the zero this one. Is, Yours this, is the ten. This oh, this is going to be not a one and done thing. Mm-hmm. You're going uh-huh. to have to manage to talk your way through the entire ceremony uh-huh. uh, yes. without without getting got. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm here for it, man. If you remember, (laughs) and if you remember uh, when we were playing Dungeons and Dragons Fourth Edition, and uh, you had to share a roll a d twenty, right? And she rolled a nat twenty, but bungled what she was going to say, and you. uh, She has still never forgiven me for that. It's it's going to be the same kind of thing. It's the same thing as that happened in the movie theater, Um, right? You gotta be oh, very careful by the way, with what you're saying and what you're by doing the way, because nobody 
nobody ever tell her, but she was right. <laughs> the, the question at issue was that she was trying to be diplomatic to the king of the mole men, and she rolled a d20, but accidentally showed him a mirror, and I, I ruled that, like, the mole men are so hideous that it, would, like, horrified him and ruined the diplomatic effort, but we had established that the mole men were blind, so she was absolutely correct that nothing should have happened there. I was not a good yeah. DM at we're, the time. Del- you're deleting this? There is no yeah. situation on Earth that I will ever let anybody... Say the words to Shara Barnes, you are right. <laughs> In any situation. I Okay. okay, I, okay. I, All right. I have to say, this is delightful, but this suspense is fucking killing me. So we got to, like, roll this yeah, conversation. Okay. I, I, I'm really happy to end this episode right now. <laughs> so you're going to roll it. I'm going to resolve it. And we're going to leave it at that. Yes. Okay. You know, I, what I do is I just think to myself, if I were listening to this, what would I want to happen? And <laughs> this, so, you know, all right. On, all of us know what we want to happen. I think even you want this to happen, Casey. Catastrophic failure. Yeah. <sighs> so you right. could even, like, here's the thing. You're the only person who knows what the dice is going to say. <laughs> oh, of course, Tony, I wouldn't, I never no, ever. this man has, okay, has integrity. How dare you? He plays it how yeah. he shoots it. I make up. Just saying, if you I want to one, tell us fake it's lies. A lie. I tell fake lies. I don't tell <laughs> real lies. Okay, I'm rolling it. I'm finally. The, Nigel's going to die over there. I'm rolling the D10. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. What is that, Phony? What is the pass? No, okay, because this isn't a pass fail thing, right? This is just what's going to happen. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Um, anything five or above is going to increase your odds of not being got. Okay. Uh, I've covered my eyes. I'm going to look. Where'd my die go? It's a seven! Okay. Fuck. So. Um, Luck be a lady. (laughs) You approach the person, recognize it as someone that goes to your school, but Mm -hmm. you have never had any kind of interaction with them at all. They're kind of a passing base. Can I say one thing real quick? When yeah. I fell, when I fell and realized that I'd been seen, my hands were still covered in clay from when we scrumbled Cat up. And I want to, when I got up and dust myself off, just have like, just done up my hair in like one of those ridiculous 80s youth fashion <laughs> that Kit absolutely, on the very rare occasion that anyone sees Cat or Kit with his, with his hat off, he has a very workmanlike just like a haircut. That's it. Like there's nothing. To, he doesn't have a hairstyle. He just has a haircut. But now he has like a like a flock of seagulls, like you know, must kind of thing going. Okay, you're gonna have to roll for that then. <laughs> to it, have buddy. put clay in my hair. Roll it, buddy. Yeah. Keep it going. It's it's it's, it's a handful of right. clay. First off, clay is not mousse. Clay is not hair gel. Clay <laughs> clay is not something that you normally do something with your hair. I am not going to have you have okay. magic volcano clay <laughs> that makes your hair look like the flock of seagulls, which you know takes. Oh them, no, like, hours sure, to no, it's just magic volcano clay that has mysterious writing appear on it when no one's looking. That's possibly for the future, or someone is writing these things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what do I have to roll? Um, brains. Okay, cool. Uh, you need to roll a seven. Okay, oh, jeez. Okay, and if I make this, will this this give me a tangible benefit on my bamboozle rolls? Um, it's not gonna, like, like, it's... 
it's it's not like it's going to be directly affect it, but you're going to increase the time it's going to take and increase the increase the odds of you or someone looking at you and not being able to be found out. See that who makes I am. Okay. Okay, so this increases my my camouflage countdown. All right. Okay. I'm going to do it. What is it? What I got is a your brain? My brains is a 10. What is your brains? Yeah. So seven. You need to roll a seven. A seven. Okay. All right. I got a crunchy point. You're, I'm going to do it. You're trying to style your hair in the dark in five seconds. And no, with, I'm not trying to like with, style it. I'm just, I'm just like scrumbling it with clay so it looks different than my normal hair. That's all. You literally said you're going to make it look like the flock of seagulls. And I'm yeah, which is to that. say artlessly scrumbled. <laughs> like what? Okay, fine. Whatever. In for a penny, in for a pound. Okay, well, that's a two, so I don't scrumble my hair artfully. Yeah, you you kind of just like, like, it, it's kind of odd to, the guy, it's kind of odd for him to see you do that. Um, ah, spider. Your hair is kind of poofy and kind of gross looking, and... The person may not know who you are, but is looking at you kind of suspiciously. And yeah. we're going to leave it at that. Okay. Oh, boy. We're in it now, Nigel. Uh-huh. Well, you're in it. I'm behind a mailbox. Let me tell you, I did not expect us to spend as long as we did not actually getting to the ceremony. The entire <laughs> game, the entire campaign I picked today was about the ceremony. Yeah. And that is up. that's not where it's going. And I love it. Because well, you know? now I have another week's worth of material that I can use. Fantastic. Yep. Without trying to figure out what I'm going to do. But now I have to figure out another gonna... freaking spooky intro. Yeah. <laughs> because the only on spooky intro I had was about the ceremony. And now i got to figure something else out. Anyways, guys, thank well... you for tuning in to Peculiar Objects. Uh, I am your host, or was your host, am your host, whatever. Uh, Anthony Moore. I am one player known as Audie Edwards that is played by uh, Nigel Collins. And I'm Jake Everyteen, played by Casey. <laughs> is, that, is that the name of the guy you're going with? Is that your character's yeah, name? Yeah, Casey, Jake I want Everyteen. you to really, I really want so you to think, think hard about the character's last name. Because if someone went up to me and said, hi, I'm Jake Everyteen, uh, Instant narc. Like, this is the narc. 100%. This is the narc. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to listen to other podcasts, we have an entire, we have an entire podcast network for you to peruse, all of which are available in real time as they are being edited, uh, thanks to the coronavirus lockdown and our one editor, Casey Hills. Um, if you enjoyed hey, this podcast, please listen to our others, including Dice and Virtue, a D&D yeah. uh, podcast uh, starring Casey, uh, Dylan, and Christina. Mm -hmm. uh, you can listen to The Final Bodblum, a Sherlock yeah. Holmes podcast uh, done by Casey and Nick. Or you can listen to The Gerald Field Report, a critical media analysis of Hey Arnold episodes uh, done by... Casey and I. Um, if you Just like this podcast, please subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, your money pays for things like uh, this sexy microphone that I'm using, or a new mic for uh, Nigel, or Indeed. bone surgery from Mr. Bonitis. Our yep. <laughs> but our you know bone priorities, <laughs> you know. Um, you can follow us on our on our Twitter uh, at. The underscore P O underscore box. Um, 
Uh, and uh, you can follow our podcast network at semi magi on Twitter. Is there anything else I'm thinking of? Am I forgetting? No, I just that's about it. You this? can submit rumors you have heard about the small town of Spencer's Folly. You mm-hmm. can say, I heard a rumor that if you stand in one place and you spin around three times, an invisible spirit comes and make you feel like you got a barf all over your shoes. And sometimes mm. you do. I heard a rumor that if you take Swiss cheese and spin around three times and look through a hole, the cheese will guide you to the love of your life. Oh, wow. Aw. Very nice. That's so sweet. I heard a rumor that um, if you take off in some sneakers without looking, you might trip because they're untied. So, Well, sometimes you pull a real Audi move, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So far, Am I wrong? You leave that 10-year-old child alone, big guy. <laughs> He's still growing into his bones. He's got the bonitis. <laughs> Subscribe to our so Patreon. Wait, he has full, wait, he has full-sized boats already? <laughs> but he's growing into them. Subscribe to our Patreon to pay for the life-saving bone surgery that our own Audi Oddwards needs. Uh, Bye, nice. all our buddies. Thank you, guys. Cue spooky outro music. Aw, dang. Keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Okay, here's the thing, Phony. All of Kit's stats are uh, with 20s because he's the best dog. You mean all Kat's so, stats are Kat's with 20s stats. because he's the best dog. What did I say? Did I say Kit? Kit, yeah. Yeah, you said Kit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay. I was really um, proud of that, too. story about uh about the one tap double tap different meanings rule in my first year uh of taking asl at avc we had to tell a story about our family and i got up there and i said uh that i had one brother and one sister uh from my uh parents first marriage the problem is and listeners this is going to be a little difficult to describe but if you take your hands and you just clasp them together in front of you uh, that is the sign for marriage. So for my parents' first, marriage. And what I didn't n- realize at the time was that the same sign has different meanings if you do it once or do it twice. And so I did not go one clasp. I went clasp and then turned them around and clasped again. And what that means is that I had one sibling, uh, one brother and one sister from my father's first hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my also- teacher was laughing her ass off because she knew that nobody in the class was going to get that. That is delightful. <laughs> Didn't you also say you were at ABC uh, trying to earn your diploma, but said you're earning your hot dogs? <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, no. Wait. What? No. I don't think so. That sounds like something. Because you told, no, me, you this, told me, like, like this is diploma, Oh, right? that's right. That's true. That is. And that's diploma. This, and this is, this is yeah, hot dog. Yeah, that's, that's sausage. Dogs. It's true. It's, it's true. This is going to make for such incredible audio. I'm so glad we're converting to an ASL podcast. I need the both of you to start learning right now so we can just have this be all silent. All silent.